Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Trigger, and as always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Constantly asking himself, what would Hillary Clinton do? Matt continues to force women in his neighborhood to lick his dry, old, crusty vagina. Jesus. I know, that's, that's nasty. It's going to be our next president. Uh, this week's show is sponsored by that unfortunate woman on the Maury show who looks exactly like Ted Cruz and drag. <laughs> Just when you finally accepted looking homely, God shits right down your throat a second time. Just unfortunate, right? Yeah. First, first you're just a, ugly, and you're like, okay, I'm ugly, so I'm going through life. And now you look like female Ted Cruz. Yeah. And now you're now you're really fucked. Now you got even more comments, as if you didn't get enough no. shit from your coworkers. No. If, if you're a woman, you have to look like one guy. Ted Cruz is probably one of the last guys you would pick. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Ted Cruz and drag, Jesus. <laughs> All right, Matt, let me ask you a question. Uh, you are a big James Franco fan. Uh, I believe you've seen every single one of his movies twice. You usually go to the uh, the old Beverly at 2 a.m. to catch those, catch those flicks. Uh, they turn all the lights down, including the, including the emergency lights. No one knows what goes on there. Uh, everyone just assumes James Franco, James Franco is gay because uh, he seems gay. He acts gay and often talks about being, how he is really gay, although he always – Ends up by saying, I'm not really gay. Sometimes I just imagine I'm gay and I'm just imagining myself. He doesn't seem like totally gay to me. I wouldn't see him on the street and be like, that's a gay guy. Well, I guess, I guess to be fair, if you stop talking about how, how he might be gay over and over again, uh, the gay people, in fact, are getting kind of angry because they say he's cock teasing them. Uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is cock so, uh, <laughs> Wait, he's yeah. cock teasing them. Like every gay guy just has an insatiable urge to blow James Frank. That might be true. Actually. I think it's true. And the fact that he's like, you know, I mean, gay guys, I think, probably dream about blowing straight guys, I would imagine. You can probably tell me later. Uh, but yeah. I think when the, the idea that he might secretly be gay is they really their ultimate dream, that they would actually hit on him and he, he would reciprocate. Right. That's the gay. That's every gay guy fantasy is to essentially rape uh, a straight guy. Yeah, rape. Uh, is it rape if they a uh, rape guy? Yes, I guess so. Or to, to turn, pressure to turn, them into to turn them into the turn to the dark so side. So you think about like in prison, a guy having like a, a, a sharpened toothbrush and holding it against your kidney. Yeah, and then the guy blows you. Like that's that's pretty much how gay guys corner you in a in a bar. <laughs> yeah, I only have half a kidney left. I would have to accept that right away. Uh-huh. That's horrible. Uh, anyhow, James Franco, in the very least, teases the fact that he might be gay. Pretty much in every movie role he takes on, every interview he does, and every time he like pretends kisses his guy friends or does like naked hot tub scenes or whatever he does and he's writing poetry about gay stuff and now he's in another interview again now he's complaining about the fact that people focus too much on the on his sexuality on the fact that he they think he might be gay while he's only mentioned it 20 times isn't it time for james franco either just to take it up the ass or just shut the fuck up i mean how how long can you tease this i might be gay thing before it runs out i mean he he may have already like who knows but I'm just kind of irritated at this pattern because, you know, these guys, these actor guys know that this is a, a hot topic. So you have guys like Tom Hardy who just constantly talk about, you know, how they may be gay or may not. And I had feelings for this way. And then you ask them to clarify it and they're like, whoa, back off, man. Yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? You're the one that's been talking about this whole time. I would just like to clarify your long winded fucking spiel, you know, because usually the point of talking is to get a point across. So why why talk and just be vague about what you're saying? And isn't it a huge double standard for the guys? Because the girls like Miley Cyrus, everyone la- I think it was this 2015 when every single like female pop star declared they were suddenly either lesbian or thought they might be lesbian or they had lesbian experiences. Yeah. And a bunch of them actually went out and just started having sex with women just to prove it. 
Uh, isn't this a double standard? Because the guy couldn't really do that, right? I mean, guy, you can't come back. If you're a guy, you can't. I mean, if James Franco starts holding hands with some dude in the street and, and making out with him, he can't come back from that, right? There's no. no going back. There's no going back to straight James Franco at that point. Well, and there's another double standard where he may be gay or he may not. Like, who really gives a shit? But he knows. Oh, a lot of people give a shit. <laughs> he knows that if he really comes out as gay, that there will be certain repercussions. You know, albeit minor. But people will change the way they look at him. You know, maybe teenage girls won't be as as into him if they are in the first place. I don't know, but it's playing it both ways. In fact, know? he was hooking up with a sixteen year old girl right in New York. Was that last year? Oh yeah, things that lead me to believe he's straight. Only a straight man would do that. But it's like you can't. You know, it's just not. If I was gay, I'd be irritated. It's like, dude, you can't reap the benefits of being gay. Yes. While not, you know, blowing dudes. Yeah, it's just like the white, ch- like Iggy Azalea or Miley, the people, the white chicks, like taking on black culture, like you know, sort yeah, of. It's but, appropriating. Yes, it's appropriating gayness. gay cock gayness, and it's not. It's just not fair. And he's the one who brings it up all the time. So he's like, he's like a coy. I mean, he's getting old to be doing this coy game of am I or am I not. It's just sort of an, it's sort of like a, the 2016, this wouldn't have been done 20 years ago. Cause 20 years ago, all the actors who were gay were pretending they weren't gay. Right. And now it's like the pendulum swung so far. Now guys who might be straight are pretending they might be gay to enhance their careers. I mean, he probably likes toying with people and, you know, and Cox, in and his Cox. mind. Yeah. He's, uh, he's doing this puppet master routine or something. But yes. Well, I hate, I hate it. It needs to stop. He's doing, I mean, he's writing books of poetry, which is the gayest thing you could possibly do. Even Kobe, when Kobe wrote a poem in the basketball, I thought he was probably gay. So is it, are there any strange- Well, you see this new narrative that I've seen in the media over and over where it's like with the Kardashians. It's like, well, it doesn't matter, you know, how great of a person you are. It's what what matters is really that you're successful and that and there's this whole narrative constructed around manipulating the media. It's like, oh, this guy is a genius, you know, because yeah. he manipulates the media. Even, tr- even Trump, too. They mentioned that about Trump. Right. Manipulating the media, which... I guess can be fun, but you know, is, is that what Frank like? That doesn't make you that cool of a person just because you like to throw shit out there. It, it, it is kind of fun to fuck with the media and how stupid they are from time to time. Yeah, so I think his latest interview, by the way, was like I think it was Time or CNN. So it wasn't like some little dumpy outlet. It was but like that a legitimate- doesn't that doesn't make you like legitimately interesting. It just no. means that you have this little hobby yeah, so of, of misdirecting the press. And the best part is when the press reports about how genius people were misdirecting them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it wasn't really all that. It wasn't all that hard. Yeah, you people have just lost all your fucking will to do anything. All right, so if James Franco officially comes out as gay, are you going to remove the poster from above your bed? Or does it just you add another one? Uh, if he comes out as gay... Is there gay, a hole in the poster where his ass used to be? I will say, uh, you know, you should have done it. You had every opportunity to do this a long time ago, and you're still a pussy. Yeah. But props to Ellen Page, by the way. Haven't heard from her since she became a lesbian, but she's, she did become a lesbian. Uh, she, gave her, she gave her big speech. Uh, you know, I mean, it's something you said, like it, it's something, I guess, uh, to respect that people actually come out of the closet and announce that they're gay, even though LA is LA and Hollywood is the single most gay friendly place in the entire world still takes some level of guts, I think, especially as a, as an entertainer. I don't know that that's the thing. Like no one really cares. Like I'm sure no, they, how many, male, how many lead male actors in Hollywood, lead male film actors in Hollywood are openly gay. Well, I, that's what I think it could cost him like a few casting choices, but I'm saying like personally, no one gives a shit. So oh, no, if no you one come gives out a shit. and say that you're gay, well then, okay, you're gay. Anderson Cooper, gay. All right, move on. Uh, Wait, Anderson there's, Cooper's gay? There's no more stories like this. I thought like, he was just a male model. <laughs> he might just not be a very interesting guy. Yeah. And this is, you know, how he kind of You haven't read his poetry, it. so you don't understand how deep and profound Anyone he that writes poetry is not interesting. No, not at all. He did interview himself as straight James Franco interviewing gay James Franco. You should read that, too. 
We read a little bit of his gay writing sometimes. I think we should just stop talking about it. I agree. Goodbye, James Franco. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, you have repressed so many memories from your childhood of molestation. There were times when the Inuit would gather around your house and uh, take numbers like at the Baker's to come in and and sodomize you to uh, celebrate the coming of spring. That just sounds really, really racist. <laughs> that is. Well, no, you were you were you were not Inuit, so they were actually uh, racist towards you, I believe. Uh, they were they they gangbanged you like an Iggy uh, Iggy uh, <laughs> Azalea Banks called them out to get you. Uh, now I forgot what I was going to say. Dak Shepard is the latest. Dak Shepard uh, is a stupid fucking name. Is a stupid fucking grin. He's just a stupid fucking looking dude. And I don't know how he actually got jobs in Hollywood. <laughs> it's un- it's unclear how he's he's straight, and it's unclear how he actually got work in Hollywood because. He doesn't seem to be that talented. He doesn't seem to be very, you know, classically handsome or or, or sort of Wasn't like... Wasn't he on Punked? He was a Ashton Kutcher's friend. He was on Punked and he, you know, we did it a few movies when he was younger and, you know, whatever. He's on Parenthood. He's been on Parenthood the last many years. A show that's one of the... Parenthood's one of those shows that's been on. You find it's been on for nine years. You've never, ever seen it. Right. Like, it's just like, they should, like, oh, they're, they're entering their ninth and final season. You're like, I just barely know about that show, and I've never seen it before, and I don't care about it. Yeah, I saw Parenthood, like, 15 years ago. It was a <laughs> sort of emo comedy starring Keanu Reeves. Uh, uh, it might have been that. Which is what they based that show on. It's it, Yeah, it's it's whatever. So, anyhow, Dax, and the stupid name. But he's married to Kristen Bell now, and they they have the, the perfect family. They're in all the Sears commercials and shit like that for the holidays. Oh. Uh, but behind every, every, every uh, silver lining, there was a cloud. Cloud. And uh, his cloud, Dax's cloud, he just came out and admitted was the fact that he was, I don't know why you have to admit this, that he was molested at seven. Although not, it's unclear what the molestation was. There seemed to be a college boy in the neighborhood who took to sticking his hand down Dax's pants at some point. It may have only been one time, uh, but he considers that molestation. And he, he, like many Hollywood people, now have stories of their abuse as children. Uh, is it possible that every single kid in Hollywood was abused as a child? Or do you think they're just making shit up to get attention? Well, I wouldn't be so cynical as to say he's making that up. I mean, well, it's not—it's not—it's not like a high school sports story. It's not like you would make it up to be cool. But, no, in, but in, his could, wor- in his world, in his world, isn't like being molested as a kid kind of cool? Well, it's not cool, but it, it's a way to get attention. I yes. mean, it's—it's it's jump. I mean, I think you know that bringing stuff to light is is usually a good idea because that's always a really repressed thing in society that I think is is responsible for a huge amount of people becoming criminals yeah. in general. No, later in the show I'm going to discuss all the things that happened to me between 4th and 5th grade <laughs> in detail with with Charles I mean, Singer. 7 and I, I'm not saying that it, that it's not but you can't get molested at age 17, right? That's just voluntary. Uh, yeah, except for all the dudes who were suing Brian Singer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, well, it's they, unpe- they got tricked with all with that cool party. <laughs> yes. right? Yeah, trips, free trips to Hawaii and promises <laughs> of, of background casting in his next movie. Uh, it, it's, it's unclear like what actually happened because he mentioned it was an 18 year old boy in the neighborhood. He also mentioned the fact this struck me that he said that he was afraid to tell anyone. He didn't tell anyone until he was 18 himself uh, because he was afraid he was responsible for it, that maybe he was getting off some sort of gay signal. Uh, that that made this guy want to touch him, and uh, I thought that sounded stupid until I realized maybe he was sending off a gay signal. Well, does seven year olds <laughs> send off sexual vibes either way? I don't think so. But I'm looking at him. I'm thinking if there were, <laughs> he could have like a massive. We, we, for all we know, he could have a massive gay signal sending off around him from the time he was like five years old or so. So maybe this eighteen year old was just a victim of his of his gay signal. Maybe he was wearing like a prince shirt or something. <laughs> he might have been. He was just wired in a certain way that caused this eighteen year old to, to grab him. Well, I, I think what he felt was maybe not a gay signal, but he was getting off the, the vibe that he might be gay himself. 
And that's why, which makes doesn't make a lot of sense for a seven year old. No, but for an eighteen year old fucked up kid, maybe thinking like this dude likes cock, uh, is a little young for that. Now I'm kind of grossed. Yeah, up. I don't. I wouldn't <laughs> go along with that too much. But he he tied into the fact that he was involved with a lot of drugs in his twenties, in twenties and into his thirties, and he was saying this is the reason why, and he would, he didn't want to share it with people. But now he's sharing. Aren't isn't Hollywood oversharing? Do we need to know this? I know you're you're big on people talking about their secrets. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it was part of a larger conversation. I don't think he just put out a random tweet or anything. So. <laughs> hey, <laughs> by the way, by the way, here's a, here, I got I got my my slow news day. Yeah. So when I was seven. well, but it did kind of come. He was, you know, he's been interviewed. Uh, they always talk about his past drug use and the fact that his wife accepted the fact that he was a drug addict and did a lot of dangerous shit and dangerous women back in his twenties and whatever else. And he still goes to rehab and. He's still he's seen as one of those Hollywood guys who overcame his drug addiction. I always so, wonder when you have a wife and you got to give interviews how it works when you're like, yeah, I used to bang so many whores. Yes, and it was rough times. I mean, and his wife, by the way, was a very innocent like Christian girl, and, like, you, and it goes the other way too. Like if you're dating Courtney Love or something, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Doesn't that fuck with your head quite a bit? Or well, not? I don't know why, you, why. How in the scenario you're dating Courtney Love? That's just that's just disgusting. I would not. No, that would not happen. Uh, or dating Dak Shepard for that matter. <laughs> it would just. I would. I think there's an appropriate forum for you to discuss the time that the uh, Charlie from down the street put his hand in your speedo. And I'm just not sure that, you know, part of this isn't the fact that he just wants, you know, they're, okay, these guys are interviewed all the time, so they have to come up with shit all the time. Yeah. And they're talking about his drug addiction for the 80 millionth time. I get that. So now all of a sudden at 40, he's just turned 40, he's going to announce the fact that he was, mullet, he was, he was, t- his junk was grabbed by a dude when he was seven years old. I don't think repressing it's ever a good idea. Like, I think that attitude is just what leads to, you know, the cycle of kids getting abused. But I was just thinking maybe we need kind of a, to, to elaborate our terminology on this a little bit. Cause you could have a kid getting raped in the boiler room for years and years. And you, you know, you say he was molested, which it's always a fucking boiler. That's room, not, right? don't, by the way, don't go in the boiler. Molested. Room. That means you're kind of bothered. Like, oh man, just getting asked. That's that's kind of ruining my weekend. Like the, like the no man moleste sign on the hotel rooms. Yeah, exactly. But then you get like the guy touched your touch your junk your junk outside of your speedo. It's like we shouldn't have the same word for those two things. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like they're both kind of fucked up, but one obviously more much. Yeah, more like less. DAP deep ass penetration would be one thing. <laughs> <laughs> and for DAP, you would say like, oh dude, you got DAP. You're like, that's serious, man. No wonder you're fucking on drugs. But if the guy goes like, if, if just the word fondled for a boy yeah. seems a little, we're going to use that word later for a, a grown adult, but just that word, just like, I got, I got fondled once by an 18 year old boy. It just seems like, you know, I, I didn't go through it myself. Not that I remember. And I don't know if you remember anything like that. It seems like something that you would be like, yeah, you know, would fuck up your entire Is life. Is there ever appropriate fondling? I, I, I mean, you're like always it's... like, God, I, I, I once had an uncle with a bushy mustache who kissed me on the lips. I'm still getting over that. That was. That was... I mean, I've grabbed a few boobs in my life. Does that mean fondling? Because I wouldn't that's describe a, that's it that closer way. to a dap as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, there is like, yes. I mean, you could be people get the whole thing is people get affected by things differently. So maybe it wasn't a grand rape. Anybody was still dramatically affected by it. But obviously, there are other things going on in his life, perhaps as a child that caused. You know, one kid might get, one kid might have the coach touch his fucking junk one time and just not give a shit about it. Whereas one kid like goes into a thirty year spin a spiral of drugs and alcohol abuse. Right. It's probably either that's the way he's wired or some other shit was going on in his life that made him a little more weaker or whatever. But uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, it's one of those things where he doesn't provide details, like you mentioned. These guys. Well, I don't want to minimize his his plight. I totally honestly, do. I totally do. Could could really? I was that eighteen year old who touched. Could one ever. could one incident of someone touching your dick 
really fuck your life up completely? I don't think so. When I look back at my childhood now, I think I, mean, I don't remember any touching, but I remember a lot of creepy dudes doing creepy shit. Yeah, like there were always there was always a creepy PE coach or creepy people like staring or doing weird shit. I remember the uh, one time the YMCA guy vol- guy who back then you could volunteer for YMCA campouts without being a parent, and yeah. everyone went like, "What a nice, what a nice, bo- what a nice, oh what a nice volunteer." And I remember one of these uh, volunteer uh, one night uh, at cam- uh, camping. Uh, this a uh, volunteer who was never screened, obviously was telling a bunch of 11, 12-year-old boys about how uh, vaginas were nasty and cocks were beautiful. Oh, yeah? Your, yeah. That's what your parents paid for? Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't paid. It was subsidized. That's why I was able to go. <laughs> 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 the church subsidized that shit. Uh, and then it was like, and I was like thinking like, at the time, you're just thinking like, eh, it's just a fucking creep, weird dude. Yeah. But you didn't think like this guy was grooming kids? To no, I, yeah. I remember being like seven or eight and complaining to employees like, hey, this guy's a creep at the roller rink. Yeah. Not, I wasn't really thinking like, oh, this guy wants to like rape children, but why was I the one voicing <laughs> my opinion on this? Nobody cared. I mean, back <laughs> in the day, people used to get raped. Kids got raped and nobody gave a shit. And then we were better off, perhaps. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I don't know why that story bothered me. Just because it kind of came out, it was sort of a non sequitur, kind of came out of nowhere. And because it's on the, on the heels of so many celebrities now, like burying their childhood scars as like a means of like uh, trying to. There's a, the celebrity. The celebrity interview is always designed for celebrity to try and seem like a common person, like the common man, mm-hmm. like they have shared experiences with normal people. So they're always pulling out shit about like how they were poor when they were kids, or all the shit they went through, and the fact that he got molested is you know Speedo got a fucking little Robin talking to Speedo about a neighbor boy. Uh, it just seems like one of the one of the poorer ones to share with people. That's all I'm going. Uh, you know what? Write a book about if you wrote a book about the whole experience. I'm gonna get a few for Christmas. As long as you include pictures. All right, Dax. Change your fucking stupid ass name. Dap. <laughs> Deep ass penetration. All right, Matt, let me ask you. I know uh, you have a love-hate relationship with trannies, so this question might just be for you. Uh, we have a, a email uh, from Spencer again this week. Terms so, actually trans. It's really offensive to add an IE on the, when you pluralize something like you do with every other fucking word. Really? Yeah. Oh. This has a special protection with grammar. Too bad. Um, oh, IES, you mean? Oh, I spelled it wrong. No, I'm just saying that when you, if you were to say uh, penny versus pennies, yes. you would spell it the same as trans versus trannies. You can't say transies. I'm just saying that they have a real problem with you referring to them in a plural. Were you uh, forced to go to an educational retraining camp at some point living in West Hollywood? No, I'm this just sounds like something you picked up at a seminar. They have special rules for grammar. <laughs> Is this your learning annex class and learning learning to live in West Hollywood? <laughs> uh, well, no, I agree with you, and that's all well and good, but nothing compared to chopping off your dick. Uh, also, by the way, tra- does trannies, tranny now, I use the term a lot, and I, I'm, I just don't like the research words I use. Uh, does that include transsexuals and transvestites? I think it originated as dudes in wigs, so the transvestites. transvestites yeah. But also transsexuals, people like Caitlyn Jenner are also trannies. They're transsexuals. They're, okay. No, they're transvestites. She's a transvestite. He. I mean, we had the boob jobs and hormones and all that shit, so it's a transsexual. I'm going just with the junk, just with the genitalia. So is that tranny? So you're still tranny. As long as you have a dick, you're a tranny. Oh, 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 because yeah, you're not a tranny if you're. Well, that's what doesn't make sense about if you're a, lot a man. Of their, if you're a, if you have a dick and you're trying to pass as a woman, you're a tranny, right? Right. Okay. Fair but enough. if you got a full, but if you got a full operation, yes. and you're a woman in the eyes of like the law or whatever, if you have a vagina, you're no longer. But you a tranny. still call yourself a transsexual. 
Yeah, but I wouldn't call someone who had a I wouldn't call someone who had a vagina who was a man who became a full woman a tranny. You just call him a woman. I, I wouldn't call him at all. It just scares me. <laughs> just you know. No, I don't know. I mean, they, at that point, they're I guess a woman because they have every feature of a woman. But they pa- still try and stipulate that they're somehow a different category. I think isn't it like they'll post- say trans woman? Really? Yeah. Is that what t- is that why I keep seeing those escort ads for T women? Should I be worried about that? I keep calling those numbers. Yeah, you should stop visiting <laughs> those sites that specifically cater to that. Uh, that's I'm not even sure why you're. They're because I get twenty percent off coupons from, from Groupon. Uh, so anyhow, uh, this question is for you. Isn't Kurt Schilling's position on trannies and toilets uh, actually what most people agree with? And let me set this up by saying Kurt Schilling just got fired. And I don't know anyone who likes Kurt Schilling. I'm sure there's a few rednecks who like Kurt Schilling. From Alaska. Yeah, is he really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> did he also have sex with Sarah Palin like you did? Uh, <laughs> with with a tr- with trick? Highly possible. With trick or tran or whatever. Um, you know, he's just an. I mean, even though he he has a traditional redneck view, points of view, which is fine, and some of them I even agree with. Um, but he's so redneck and asshole about everything he says that it's just hard to like have any sympathy for his points of view. Yeah. So this week he got fired because he reposted this uh, a photo on Twitter showing like this. I don't know, crazy looking tranny. Like if you imagine, if you imagine what the anti-gay people think about trannies, how they would depict them. Yeah, every worst nightmare about what a tranny looks like—a homeless, drug addicted, weird dude, like in a woman's bra, he picked up out of the, out of the trash can. You know, cock hanging out of panties, like just a guy in a Halloween costume, just, basically, just looking like a tranny on a bender after a week or whatever. Would you want this guy? Go into the bathroom next to your daughter in a public toilet, and if, and if you don't want it, then you're a racist, homophobe, asshole, or whatever the hell he posted. Right. It was a very incendiary type picture to repost, and then ESPN fired him. ESPN's owned by Disney, uh, ultimately ABC and Disney, so Disney's not going to put up with that crap. Um, and this is not his first offense, by the way, of saying shit that they don't like. No, he's been he's been trying to get fired for quite a while. Yeah, and by the way, he's a, for being a guy who's bankrupt, he's certainly trying to get fired for a while. I mean, it was only three or four years ago he bankrupted like half of Rhode Island with his video game company. <laughs> <laughs> like, Rhode Island is still fucking recovering. He had to sell all his World Series memorabilia and his wife's like shoes and shit like that. It was that. funny I mean, like, on, the, on the documentary Broke, which is really good. You know, you're watching all these kind of, you know, ghetto like brother type guys and and you're like, yeah, I get that. And then Kurt Schilling comes yes. on. And you're like, wait, Kurt Schilling wastes all his money at strip clubs? I just don't see that happening. <laughs> oh, he invested in a video game company. Yes. All right, that makes a little more sense. Yeah, it wasn't seven. It wasn't seven wives and, and baby moms <laughs> and roses. He's fucking invested like, and he got the state of Rhode Island and put in seventy five million in like a video game company. And then he spent a lot of money on shit. And he just wasn't very. And you, this is, by the way, the opposite of now how I would stereotype someone from Alaska. I would think they'd be much more frugal and uh, worldwide uh, up in Alaska. Like, if you got $100 million in Alaska, you'd think, like, okay, I'm going to put it under a rock somewhere. Like, I'm going to go climb in the mountains and hide it. Yeah, I don't know. I think people would just borrow all of it. He lost it all. Anyhow, so he got fired from ESPN from posting thing. Now, I think, I contend, this whole North Carolina law and Mississippi laws are, like, they're, anti, they're clearly anti-gay laws. Let's put it that way. But one of the provisions is that dudes, guys who have dicks and balls have to pee in the men's room. Which, to me, if you ask most Americans, like, you know, and they weren't scared that people were going to hear their answer and, and fire them. Would say, yeah, that makes sense. If I don't care what your gender identity is or what stage of uh, hormonal treatment you're at, or if you're just a dude in the picture, if you have a dick, you can't pee in the ladies' room. I think, I don't know, 80% of people would agree with that. 
Uh, it might be. It might be less, but okay. Seventy. Let's say seventy. I, w- so, I would sorry. say that I don't necessarily agree with it, but it's a it's a reasonable viewpoint. It's not like off the fucking rocker. It, it makes sense. It's it a, makes sense. It's you a discussion worth having. Women, women, women are a protected class in some in probably in too many respects today politically, but in some respects they have to be protected from dudes who would go into women's bathrooms and hurt them. Right. Yeah. There's no like lifeguards in bathrooms. Now bathrooms are kind of. If there was, I would have had that job in high school. Cause I had every shitty job there was. Well, there's bathroom attendant, but bathroom that, lifeguard. No, but this is, we're talking about public. This feels like a way to punish minorities. This I, is I parks know. and malls and all that kind of stuff. This is like public restrooms, basically. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that like you can now, you know, how you identify if you identify as a woman, if you're a man, but you identify as a woman, or if you're on their way to becoming a woman, you can use the women's room. Uh, and a lot, I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable with the idea that a, a man, even though he identifies as a woman, just forgetting the guys who are trying to cheat the system, but even a dude who really is a tranny, uh, you know, would go into the bathroom. Now they have stalls in the women's room, so you're not sound like he's whipping his dick out in front of everybody. Right. Although I'd be tempted. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it just seems like people get behind that. But somehow the people that are against that can't bring themselves to make a logical argument like that. They have to, like, post these, like... You know, these uh, these egregious photos and make all this crazy ass claims and just do shit like Kurt Schilling does. Why can't somebody just make that argument? If you have a dick, you must use the picture, the bedroom with the picture of the dude, with the, the square character with the dick hanging off of it. Right. Which I thought was interesting, too, because if he would have just said it like halfway eloquently instead of like this ridiculous photo. But I don't know. Like, you I think they still, yeah, they still would have fired him, don't you think? Well, it's, you know, it also correlates with Disney. It's like Disney is probably cool with, you know, having TV shows where 100 guys get murdered and, you know, their NFL coverage. I think Ray Lewis is their number one guy who either killed a guy or watched his buddy kill a guy. Wait, are you talking um, about Disney now? Or ABC? Yeah. Okay. Um, so and, if Ray Lewis, if they can hire someone who killed somebody, his buddy killed someone, then they should be allowed. But to he sleep. gets fired for, you know, his opinion on, on trannies. So... It's if you you know look at who who's doing more harm here. I don't know, but I'm just saying Ray Lewis killed a guy. It seems like violence cool. Everything else not cool. And what if he killed a guy who was using the women's room? Well, see, I just don't get there. There's no real answer to this, which is probably why. If you look at the trans people, it's like you're looking to the government to validate you. I got to use, first of all, why do you care what bathroom you use? I don't give a fuck. Like you're not going in there to socialize. <laughs> no. are you? What it's, is like the, if it's like you're being moved there for permanent housing. Yeah. So you're going in for two minutes to take a leak. How are you? So you're just validating yourself by what you're legally like. First of all, I go into women's bathrooms all the time. Not that when there's other women in there, but if there aren't, then I just use that. Like it's, if it's available. Um, and I have no qualms about that, but I'm not looking at that. Do you use a, handi- like, uh, do you use a women's handicap stall in the women's if, room? If you get to the point where your identity <laughs> is focused on bathrooms and what the government like allows you to do, it's like getting married. You go, I love my wife. How do you know? Well, the government gave me this piece of paper that uh, contractually says that we have to like share taxes. It's like, why, why do you care what they think? Well, they have, someone has to make the bathroom rules, right? There has to be a rule, right? I guess. I mean, what you can't have, you can't have toilet chaos. Well, you can't have like junk inspection. You can't when someone's in line to go to the bathroom have a guy go around and feel their balls. What about those dudes who are going? The dudes who are uh, gender identifying as women who are changing the women's room and locker rooms at the gym. I mean, eventually, what's going to have to happen, unfortunately, is you're going to have bathrooms that only one person goes in at one time. So these yeah. Bis- by the way, I, I think that that would be great. I think that I think I, think I don't know why gonna, we don't have that now. Well, I believe it's going to lead to a lot more people pissing and shitting in their pants because it's not like they're yeah, going to build happens. additional square footage. <laughs> you get one of those, you get one of those uh, uh, underwear they for the period the, you know, the period, menstruation underwear. Yeah, you can walk around pissing your pants all day long. How about like a shot clock in the bathroom? <laughs> 
I honestly, somebody mentioned this the other day. I wouldn't even thought about this. Like, why do we still have like, not even forget maybe malls or parks or something, but why do we have like stalls like an office? Like, you go to a nice office building and you go in the toilet and there are like eight dudes taking a crap right next to each other, like in a line. Right. That was like something we did like in the 1920s, like when you built like things like that. We have plum- when plumbing was new, indoor plumbing was like amazing. Like, okay, we have to use it sparingly. It's brand new technology. You know, well, it's like nuclear fusion. Can't, where else do you go? You walk in a building and like there's a dude on either side of you taking a shit. Well, we're already struggling to compete, you know, with the, in the field of commerce with other countries. I don't know if we need to make half of our square footage dedicated to No, but you have a toy. You make just private. You know, if you've ever been to Europe, I, I don't know if you're allowed to travel because you're, you're a pedophile <laughs> arrest. Uh, but if you go to, like, Scandinavian countries where they're very big into hygiene and stuff like that, they have separate – They're st- I mean, they actually make – they're not separate entrances, but each toilet is, like, a separate little – commode building uh-huh. so like it goes the, the, the you know the, the uh, walls go to the ceiling like so yeah, they oh, get a yeah, hut, yeah which is nice because then you don't have to like you know hear the dude grunting next to you and fucking like, oh that is much better yeah. I want to see the dude shoot do you want to see the guy's shoes next to you taking a dump but like oh those are nice and, and, and a, in those countries also the you can't see through the thing they they have they're tighter the the seams are tighter on the That's what, no they they build complete like walls so it's actually like a plasterboard wall so yeah. it's, a, it's not a heavy duty wall you could probably punch the dude next to you if you wanted to through taking right. a shit but it's like you feel like you have privacy so you can actually you like I, I think I mentioned this before my my dream in life is to take all I want in life is to take a shit without being bothered so you're saying the trans community is essentially just fighting for like massive upgrades in <laughs> yes. the bathroom situation no the I think what they're I think what they're fighting for is the fact that they want to be they want power it's just a power struggle. This, this is not about really where you get to pee. Because if you listen to it this way, if you were now, I understand if you're a dude dressed as a girl and you have fake tits, or you have, would you want to go in the men's room? I guess that's uncomfortable too, because mm-hmm. every single dude would be staring at you, and half of them probably in a, in a park restroom would want to fuck you. So there's there there is that. Right. I mean, there is has to be a place where they can go to the bathroom, but I don't know. It's just I think the answer is building, like I said, unisex toilets that are private probably makes the most sense. But for now, for now, we're at 2016. And if I had a daughter and I was uh, like standing out, if I it took my daughter to the toilet and I had to stand outside because once you're over whatever age, you can't, you know, you got to let your daughter use the girl's room and the dad has to stand outside awkwardly waiting outside the woman's room. After a certain age? Well, like when the girl can't, after a certain like toddler age, what you can't bring, if you're a dad with your daughter, you can't bring your daughter into the men's room anymore Yeah. to go to the bathroom. You have to let her go by herself in the women's room. You can't go in with her. Yeah. I had to take my niece to the uh, movie theater and yeah. she had to go the, and I was like, so you stand outside looking like I an idiot. I have no fucking idea what I'm yeah. Supposed to do right now because I'm not going in the bathroom. You know, you have to stand outside and look like you're not standing outside a women's room. <laughs> and then imagine if you were in that position and you're, and then you, some dude walked in, some obvious dude, even wearing a wig or whatever, walked in after you. You'd be fucking nervous as shit, probably. I'd probably go into the bathroom. Yeah, you'd probably, you'd probably be a fight of some kind, and then you guys would make out afterwards. I'm just saying that's how. No, I get it. Like I totally get it. And and to for say now, that- we're, for where we're at now, till we get the private commodes, I think you have to say, look, if you were born with a dick, until you get rid of that dick, you have to use the men's room. That seems like a fair. That seems like a fair middle ground right now. But how? What? What is that going to lead to? Like fucking like cops crashing bathrooms and being like, no, I'm post op. Well, you still well, have no, like what half mean, a if, ball. It, what it mean? What it means right now is if women are in the women's room and a dude ha- a dude with a dick walks in the women's room, I guess they call the cops and that dude gets arrested. So you're just saying like an obvious dude. Yeah, that's going to be like discrimination. There's ugly women that look like dudes. There are. What about the, what about the woman who looks like uh, like Ted Cruz? <laughs> she said. <laughs> He's never going to be able to fucking use the bathroom ever again. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. I Look, all I'm saying is right now, I think you can make a logical argument for the for single-sex bathrooms, and it is the sex that you have in your pants. That's just the way it has to go, because we have to decide on something. I'm kind of cool with the way it was. 
Uh, I don't remember. I haven't been to a park bathroom in 25 years. I, don't <laughs> I wouldn't go in those places. And I'd rather shit my pants. <laughs> you go around L.A., at least you're going to find George Michael in there. I mean, it's just it's not a good sign. Yeah, that's going to totally screw up the closet gay Republican game of uh, yes, of, to, of passing the toilet paper underneath the stalls. Whatever it is. Yeah. It is gross. Think about it, toilet stalls are really nasty. The whole thing idea of like, first of all, it's one thing to take a leak next to like, you go to the ball game and there's like 20 guys taking a leak at the same time. Yeah, I don't care about that. I, it's just the smell of urine just bothers me a little bit it's just that nasty well look with women you know it's i don't want to sound like sexist because it's always cool to protect them but it's they always have to have everything equal if there was a woman with a vagina that came into the men's room and was standing next to a trough at me at dodger stadium and was taking a squat just squatting taking a leak next to me I'd be like, that's kind of weird. I wouldn't feel, you know, you would feel threatened, invaded, or anything. No. no, I wouldn't give a fuck. But you know, the other way around, it, it seems like a problem. Yeah, I don't. I, you know, that's not the way you went to your your, your uh, niece. If your niece walked out of the toilet at the at the, at the movie theater and said, "Daddy, what's a penis?" <laughs> <laughs> Why do penises smell so bad? Uh, all right, let's get off that topic. Virus. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, how ugly Harriet Tubman is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Tony wants to know, emails. Uh, is it, I mean, it's a basic question. Harriet Tubman is now going to be on the back of the $20 bill. I have no idea. I don't mind the fact they changed the currency. It was probably time to change the currency in this country. Mm-hmm. The one good thing about using 200-year-old dead people is they're 200-year-old dead people. So even though people feel like we should have different people on the currency, when it gets to be that old, you can kind of agree, like, fuck, it's just old dead people. Who cares, Right. If you start once you open the gate up to like we're going to start like opening up who should be on our currency to represent our country, then you open up the floodgates. To, it could be anybody. Everyone has a different opinion on that because of the political process at that point. So they did. Well, they, I think everyone agrees slavery not that great. Uh, I would guarantee you that not everyone <laughs> agrees with that in this country. They should perhaps agree with that, but like, yeah, okay. So Harry Tubman got picked. They put up five women as suggestions, and Harry Tubman won the. It was like an online balloting process the Secretary of the Treasury did yeah. to see who should win. I mean, very much the same way Netflix is picking out their new envelope <laughs> art. You know, it just anytime you open a stuff of internet voting, like the the, the Bodie McBoatface, Bodie McBoatface, Bodie McBoatface, it's just you know you're going to get everyone voting not too seriously. And I think Harry Tubman's a serious choice and fine. So she's going to take over the twenty dollar bill. By the way, they were supposed to be changing the ten dollar bill, which is Hamilton, but because that Puerto Rican Puerto Rican musical guy made Hamilton the musical and it's so popular now, nobody wants to get rid of Hamilton anymore. Now he's like a he's like a popular he's he's rising and trending in Google popularity once again. He uh, owns slaves or no? Uh, I don't know that he was a slave owner. He was uh, uh, he's got that multicultural background. I don't think he was a slave owner himself. But I think people just like, should we get rid of Hamilton? No, fuck, I want to see Hamilton now. <laughs> got to get tickets. So they went to Andrew Jackson, who I would guarantee you 90% of school, uh, you know, 10th graders could not name who he was. So that's fine. He's just, they remember, as an, he's an old white dude from the 19th century, and people probably don't remember him, what his achievements or accomplishments were. Right. Um, so they got rid of him. They're putting Harry Tubman on them. But they're also changing, um, they're changing the $10 bill. They're not going to get rid of Hamilton, but they're going to put a picture of, a women's suffragette protesting for the right to vote in the early 20th century on the back of that one. Oh, and so uh, J- uh, Hamilton – wait, Jackson's still on the 20? No, Jackson's coming off the 20. He's going with uh, ugly Harry Tubman. 
<laughs> he's being replaced, which I shouldn't way, have an easy life. I mean, that's going to take a little bit out of you, right? No, parents wise, uh, running the underground railroad. Yeah, yeah, but I've seen people work on trains before. Some of them are not so unattractive. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I, I don't care. These guys are ugly too. But you know, you know, you could have picked a uh, you know more attractive African American woman, in my view, like a Beyonce, maybe. Uh, <laughs> And, well, and by the way, you have to change all your street lingo now to Tubman's and Harriet's. Like when you're talking about the money, yeah, that's just not going to. When I when I'm when I'm putting when I'm going to the VIP room with strippers and they're asking for more Harriet's, I'm going to it's going to be a little unnerving. I think, it's, um, I think it's a positive step to change it. I you know, know you do, and I think it's fine too. I, my only question, along with Tony's, is, is she's just a very unattractive lady, and you know, and now you're talking about like not only are we honoring her, we're making. 100 million copies of her face that everyone's going to see every day. Well, you get used to it. You get used to it. Man, so Harry Tubman must have been 20 years old and like she looked, 18. She looked pretty horrible. In and yeah. She could have been pretty good looking before she just, you know, life really so? beat the shit out of her. I don't know. I always feel like activist women are not that attractive. Um, the $10 <laughs> bill has changed. The back of the 10 is changing to the suffragette picture of women with picket signs asking for the right to vote. Uh, and the back of the $5 bill, the uh, Lincoln bill, they're changing. Uh, it's still going to have the Lincoln Memorial on the back, but they're changing it to the picture of the Lincoln Memorial uh, when uh, Martin Luther King Jr. gave the I Have a Dream speech. So th- to me, the, the Harry Tubman thing was fine. And the other things, like, look, they're always going to say, like, it's hard to argue with changing it to this because it's such a positive message. Right. But now it's open to anything, right? And now you open it to the political will. And not it's not just that some crackers disagree with having, like, progressive, <laughs> progressive moments in U.S. history on our dollar bills, on our, on our on our currency. But it's the fact that now you've opened the door to changing it, everyone's going to want to change it. They're going to want to constantly change it based on the political will, you know, at any yeah, given time. Yeah, we're going to have, like, Anderson Cooper on there. No, it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like, just like, okay, those were historical, important historical moments, but what about the times we dropped the bomb on Nagasaki? Or like, well, that's like, why it's such an interesting, you know, there's this thing with American history, the way it's taught in schools is to kind of minimize all the atrocities and whatnot. So it's weird that there's this dichotomy. So you got like, oh, these are great men. And then like, but, you know, they also like killed all these slaves and shit. So, like, why don't we just – we'll still say he's great, but we'll, like, kind of let you make up your own mind by, like, having – Well, but isn't that going to be Obama in 100 years from now? Even the people that like him are going to look back and they're going to say, you know, he drone-striked a lot of people yeah, and killed a lot sure. of people. So, they may say, oh, he's not – well, he wasn't as evil as Andrew Jackson. You're like, well, I don't know. He killed more people than Andrew Jackson. So, maybe, yeah. you know – I like having the, the – you know, both sides of the – Bill, metaphorically speak. Really? You know, I, I, like show, I like showing. Uh, I don't like touching my money. money. Money, by the way, is the, uh, they've done studies. It's like the most vir- cover, virus covered thing you ever come into contact with on a daily basis. They've, they've done studies that contains like so many germs and viruses have been passed around like 3,000 hands. Yeah, it probably inoculates you against all kinds of stuff. I would just. Yeah, inoculates you against the shit you get if you had sex with Harriet Tubman. I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Threw out a couple of Harriets. I don't, I just. Wait, I want to get this straight. So Tony's position is. They should have just found a more attractive woman to put on the yes. bill. <laughs> yes, yes. I think Tony likes the hot black ladies, and he's just a little disappointed. Like you know, if you're gonna wrap that wrap that twenty around your dick and go to town. You want a good looking lady on it. I don't. I mean, you, at some point, currency is the face of your. You know, it is a artistic choice. 
So choosing to have an unattractive. There just weren't that many five eight hundred and fifteen pound slaves. Those those people died. And you they, can't find you a know. black activist who was reasonably attractive. I'll grant you Rosa Parks was not the best looking lady. You got there's got to be somebody who you could pick who represents the, the, the this abolition movement who was attractive. Like maybe a lesser character in abolition history, abolitionist history. You research a little bit, you find somebody who was like a third lieutenant in some organization who happened to be attractive. Put her on. Well, I think the the attractive ones were the masters kind of singled them out and, uh, you know, so then they – it was kind of a good gig even though they probably weren't that into it. It's like, well, it's better than working out. You ever just be outside yeah, in the Kizzy. South? Can't you put Kizzy on the, can't you put Kizzy on the $20 bill? Who? Kinsey? <laughs> Kizzy from Roots. Oh, yeah, you could – I, I guess. <laughs> I, well, you could just do a little revisionist uh, history on it too. Like you look at, uh, I was looking at Ben Franklin, and he's an ugly motherfucker, but he probably even looks better on the bill than he did in real life because you know you, you get some. It's true. They are taking like those, uh, those actual like Ansel Adams type nineteen eighteen sixties photos of Harry Tubman and putting her, like photoshopping on the bill. Yeah, where she looks fucking horrible. So maybe yeah, maybe well, she kind of throw in a little like Photoshop and a little a little like Rihanna or something in her face and make her look a little hotter. Well, you can just I'm sure when uh, people can be so, Tubman, by the way if they make hot Harry Tubman people can be so pissed. Well, how do you when you look at a uh, what do you call that thing uh, when someone dies and they put it in the paper obituary? Yes, uh, <laughs> when you look at one of those things, they don't pick them. I'm here on to help their, you with the big words. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. They don't pick them on their deathbed, right? It's usually when they're around forty, they they want them to look kind of old. But well, with like, Harriet Tubman, you don't want her to look good because then it's like it's, it throws off the story of how she was like worked her fingers to the bone and almost died several times, like freeing these slaves. Yeah, it's interesting. There's like a social construct to it, but I'm just saying there is no hard and fast rule. So Harriet Tubman, eighteen, nineteen years old. Oh, they're right? gonna they're gonna they're gonna Photoshop her ass. There's gonna be like she's gonna have like cheekbones and like long hair, and she's gonna be like sporting like a. I mean, a, what was the age? A nipple, of, a nipple ring. There probably was Harry no Tubman age. Like of a nipple consent. ring, I go for. People got married around what 12, 11, 12, 13 back then. Oh, well, you got killed pretty early. That's so, like sex. her at eighteen is like us, like thirty five now. I'm saying get a picture of her when she was, you know, fourteen. You got a little Harry Tubman in you. I'm looking at you now. <laughs> Just pick. Hey, everybody, pick. A, I, I agree with Tony. Pick a better looking. Uh, uh, pick a better looking uh, abolitionist. And also, by the way, stop changing everything else. Okay, yeah, sure putting Martin Luther King on the back of one and putting the women's right to vote. They just got a monument, by the way, for equal pay. Putting women's right to vote on the back of this. But now everyone's going to say, like, what about this? What about that? What about this? The beauty of having old, dead, you know, uh, presidents, old, dead white people, was that even though people don't associate with them, like, in a modern way, was at least we all agreed, let's just not change it. Let's just have these dudes, and we don't even have to think about them anymore. Right. Now the currency is something we have to think about, and every time there's a new Secretary of Treasury, he's going to get some political pressure from some congressional caucus to, like, put, oh, what about, there's no Hispanics, by the way, on the, on the, on the yeah. bill. So now it's going to be Cesar Chavez on the... On it's going to change, yeah. It's, on the 100, which is ironic because he only got his workers like 58 cents an hour. So hunters were like, the, that was a whole year's worth of strawberries. It's going to be like a postage stamp, dude. We'll have Elvis on the $100 bill by the end of our lifetime. That would be awesome. Which I'm fine with, by the way. Who gives a fuck? As long as it's worth it's not like the currency's going to tank. Like, uh, no, it doesn't tank. But, it, it, you know, it's a, symbol of our, it's a symbol of our nation's strength and well-being. <laughs> so I'm agreeing with All I'm saying is make a better looking Harriet Tubman. You can give her a little, like, a little make, a little Photoshop makeover. Like mm-hmm. where, where the girl who did the uh, ad week cover, Carrie Washington. Get, get, get that Photoshop person there to give Harry just a little bit off the cheeks, maybe, and a little smile. Could you smile? I mean, really, could you not smile? You never see a picture of Harry Tubman smiling. Well, it could be like uh, an aerial shot. All I'm saying is give her, give, her, give, give her a smile, some nice teeth, and uh, put her in something a little sexier than the, uh, <laughs> than the matron thing she was wearing. All right, Tony, you're right. Uh, Matt's fine. 
Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know you often uh, go to people's houses that you don't know, strangers to uh, buy drugs. Um, so I'm sure you're familiar with the Hank Basket story. Hank Basket, a horrible last name, by the way. I would have changed it for that. <laughs> like, Sounds like you made it up. It sure does. Hank Basket, at one point, was a decent NFL wide receiver and uh, in his late tw- 27, 20 years old. And then it all went downhill from there very fast. Um, sort of like Lamar Odom's story without the drugs. He married Kendra Wilkinson, uh, the Playboy Playmate, the girl from, who lived in Hefner's house, uh, former stripper turned mommy advice book person. So I'm not sure how that works out. Uh, she has a reality show uh, for the last five years on some female channels that you never, you've probably never heard of before. And, you know, Hank Baskin, her husband, and, and basically carry, has, his job now is to carry her purse, essentially, for the last four or five years since he's been out of the NFL. He tried to start a gym at some point, but they got all, everyone got arrested for, like, embezzling and stuff. It went, went pretty south pretty fast. He doesn't have a lot of skills, so he holds her purse, basically. And so he was feeling a little low one night, so he decided to go look up a, tra- a tranny prostitute uh, in uh, Sherman Oaks, of all places. According to him, he was just going to buy pot, right? Yeah, so he, his, 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 so if you get caught with a tranny prostitute, there's, you have to, like, have a cover story. There's, I mean, he's an NFL jock. He's married. He's having kids. You have to have a cover story. I respect you. He, you know, he loves playing with trannies, but I respect the man who has a good cover story. You just you owe it to your at least nothing else. You owe it to your kids to come up with a credible reason why you were at the home of a, a tranny prostitute. So he came up with the fact that he was going to buy weed. Uh, I guess he looked at Craigslist. He looked online, you know, selling weed, which you know really is a great way not to get arrested. It's like the last place cops actually might arrest you for buying weed in the state. Is answering an ad on Craigslist. Which is, by the way, you're an ex NFL player. Your wife's on TV or was like, as if you can't fucking get weed anywhere. Oh. If if you don't live in LA, you can buy weed at a legitimate business. There are more dispensaries in LA than there are Starbucks. Known fa- little fact. And clearly, that means you smoke weed on the regular. Like, if you're a guy that smokes weed enough that you want to go buy it at someone's house and risk going to jail or getting shot or whatever. You're, you're doing it on the regular, so you're going to take two hours out of your week one time to get a card so you can just buy it at your Yeah, restaurant. or your friends are going to hook you up, whatever. But he decided he was going to go get online. He shows up at this house uh, to buy weed, as we often do, and the stranger answers the door. The door creaks open, as it does in horror movies, uh, and there is a tranny, a tranny prostitute who I suppose is the weed dealer, uh, and Hank Basket claims, well, I was there, and... The, the tranny started fondling me through my basketball shorts. Right. Now, I don't know if that's protocol. I don't, I don't buy a lot of weed at strangers' houses. <laughs> but if you show up, assuming he really was dumb enough to go buy weed from a stranger, if you show up and that stranger happens to be a tranny and starts grabbing your dick, aren't you allowed to say no at that point? Or is that some, some break, breach of protocol I'm not aware of? It's hard for someone even to get real close to your dick for more than a few seconds if you're not into it. Yeah, I think especially minute, he's a football player. Yeah, especially if you're at a strange guy's house buying drugs, you might be a little bit wary of what's going on. And so when the dude just starts grabbing your junk, isn't that the time you could say like, "No, thanks, I'm not into, I'm not really into that," <laughs> or like, "Can I have my weed? I want to go, please." Right. You don't hear the excuse very often. Uh, I didn't know it was a tranny. I just thought it was a very masculine woman who yes. I was attracted to. It's, a, it's literally the worst excuse I've ever heard before. Uh, and I feel like he, he had two years to work on his excuse. And, you know, remember Eddie Murphy back in the day got caught with a, uh, with a tranny in his car? Yeah. It's claimed that he was giving her, he was giving that guy, the tranny a ride home to be nice. That wasn't a good one. No, that was a horrible excuse. That was 20 <laughs> years ago. Over 20 years ago. Hanks had a lot of guys who are uh, famous guys who are going to see trannies on the down low have had a lot of time to work on their excuses. Mm-hmm. And you feel like when they get busted, they would have like a really good go to excuse at the ready. 
Like what? Like m- mentoring. We were I was mentoring. We were, me- we were meeting over, uh, uh, you know, uh, some kind of women's women, gender pay. Gender yeah, pay. that's what I would do. I'd get very involved in the political process. So I could, <laughs> yeah, I'd just say we were talking about the, the struggle. The struggle of, of transsexuals to use men's ba- use women's bathrooms or something yeah. like that. Come up with something. Don't say you were there buying weed and that, and somehow he put his hand down my pants and I, then I don't. I blacked that. I blacked. I have out. like full immunity at this point because I'm involved in the community. I could I could totally get away with having sex with a trans. trans oh no, I, I, I just assume you are doing that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just regularly. Uh, Hank Vasquez just is a failure at all levels. So, by the way, so Hank announced, they made a big announcement that because he got caught uh, having sex with a tranny, um, that his wife is allowed to cheat on him. Uh, Kendra's allowed to cheat on him. They've decided as a couple. But she's only allowed to cheat on him mentally. She's not allowed to have sex with other men, but she's allowed to think about other men. This is the same person that fucked Hugh Hefner, right? Oh, yeah, many, many times. Yeah, I think <laughs> she's probably doing a lot of stuff, and you're both... Should probably get tested. Isn't that creepy? By the way, isn't that creepier if you allow your wife to like just mentally think about fucking other dudes, but not actually fuck other dudes? That's actually kind of creepier. And by the way, you know, it just hangs in there going like, oh, which guy do you want to fuck? Oh, what's his dick like? (laughs) 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 What would that feel like? That's just, I would, why are these people talking about this shit in public, by the way? This makes no sense. They're a really gross couple. <laughs> Disgusting. And by, this is reality. This is where we are in, in, in America now with reality television, which is like, there's no, we talked with Dak Shepard earlier. Maybe he had some reason to talk about his molestation. People are no longer hiding their shameful secrets. Now they're outing their own shameful secrets. And if they don't have shameful secrets, they're creating and inventing shameful secrets to out. And somehow this drives their audience numbers. So this happened two years ago. He got arrested. He got busted two years ago. He actually paid. So he paid the, 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 the tranny 2,500 bucks, as you often do when you meet a tranny just for no reason. Hmm. Uh, but TMZ paid the tranny a lot more to t- spill the beans. So the tranny said, "I'm not going to talk about this if you give me the twenty five hundred dollars." Well, nobody knows what happened. What, what how the word? How Surely the word he didn't went. pay twenty five hundred for a hand job from yeah, a, tranny, a hand job and an eighth and an eighth of weed. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. Oh, uh, that's Shower, the tranny said that Hank really uh, liked him and showered him with gifts. So I don't really know this. Is this a horror? Is this? I mean, there are every generation says our society is falling apart and that this is the end times. But isn't are we really approaching our the, the end times as you see it when people are like making making a living a good living off of sharing shameful secrets and if they don't have them doing shameful things just so they can have shameful secrets? Yeah, it seems pretty low. Although you're you're the one talking about it. For the- <laughs> yeah, fuck me. Hey, you're the one going to uh, tranny prostitutes because you got a good cover story and you should help Hank Basket. By the way, why didn't he just say I was buying heroin? And I got so fucked up I didn't notice what was happening. You know, honestly, that's a crappy excuse, but that's not as crappy as the excuse that we actually end up using. Why does he just? Why does he just say I'm bisexual and I like dudes? With, I like women with dicks. Can you not get a, a prostitute? I don't know how this works. So if I was ordering a a, 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 a prostitute, you're ordering, when you're when you're ordering a, a cisgendered whore. Yes. yes. Um, I would go onto a service and uh, get like you know it would cost a lot, but you could get one for twenty five hundred dollars for sure. Or I go to like a massage parlor or something, but is Craigslist the only way? Is is the tranny prostitute movement not advanced past Craigslist at this point? I mean, is it entirely underground? I assume you could phone up, up upper end places too, like all the, the celebrities who phone those high end, uh, you know, straight heterosexual escort services. Yeah, probably would have tranny escorts for you, right? But they can't be as in demand as the as the regular people as the, as the heteronormative people are not regular I almost use the word regular to describe hetero, oh, heterosexual that's people that's so <laughs> that really is that really is bad look if you want a, if you want a, a dude with tits there's only so many places you can find that 
and apparently it's Sherman Oaks. <laughs> that's where that's where Hank had to travel. Lovely suburban Sherman Oaks. Really horrible. Here's my point. Either come out or just come up with better excuses. That's all I'm asking. Save your kids. By the way, these kids. So these kids, the older kid is six years old. When he's like nine, ten, he's on the internet. He's gonna be seeing all this shit about his dad. Yeah. I mean, isn't can you imagine growing up in a life where like you know every dirty secret about your dad? Would you rather your dad fucked a tranny or your mom fucked Hugh Hefner? This kid's got both. This kid's got, this kid's got both. Yeah. And this stuff never goes away. So it's on the internet now. And they're sell- it's not like they were found out. They're sell- they're selling peddling the story themselves now for reality shows. So the kid has to go through a lot of shit. I just I, I just feel bad for the children. First they have dudes dudes with dicks peeing in the girls' room. Now, now dad's playing playing with a prostitute who's got a man who's got tits. He lives in Sherman Oaks. I mean, if I was growing up and you said to me, "Look, uh, your dad's gonna hook up a few trannies and your mom's a whore," but like you know, you're gonna have like, a lot of toys, I'd be like, "I'll take it." <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, you know, you grew up before the internet age too, so you don't know. All right, Hank, better excuses. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Um, there's a lot of things. You're very openly passionate about a number of things. And one of the things you're passionate about is obese women. Mm. Uh, I know it's one of your fetishes. I checked your uh, YouTube porn, your porn of viewing habits. You know, it's like that one little, it was like that the list they did with the state by state, what everyone checks out by state. Yeah. And it's always, it's always lesbian or incest or some shit like that. Um, in the South, it's always black women being raped or whatever. Right. And there's a little pocket that uh, if, I, if you drill down on Google Earth, it was just uh, obese women. It was right at your address. I checked <laughs> it out. Uh, Tess Holiday. Tess is usually the name of a beautiful woman. In this case, Tess is the name of a size 22. She calls herself plus size. But again, like we talk about terminology needs to be expanded a little bit. Because last week we were talking about plus size Ashley Graham, and we were talking about plus size Amy Schumer. Ashley Graham is gorgeous compared to this. One. Ashley Graham's like a size fourteen to sixteen, and she's very attractive. And Amy Schumer is like a size ten or twelve or whatever. Ashley Graham could and probably is a pretty healthy person. This this is like you might die. She's a size twenty two obese. She's a clearly obese woman, and she is Tess Holly and a, and a model in Britain. It's unclear exactly what she models. She gets paid to model. It's not glamorous items, obviously, but it's like sort of. Counter calls for alt. I'm a fat girl, tough girl kind of. I don't know what the. I don't know how to describe. There's a lot it. of tattoos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of like I'm a bad. Like I'm a super fat. So what's my identity? I'm going to be a badass, super fat woman. Yeah, because the worst thing you want to be is a submissive fat woman. Because then you're just all shit. You don't want to be a fat woman trying to look hot. I mean, that's a losing battle. Yeah, and you don't want to be a. You don't want to be a fat woman uh, like who is ashamed of herself. Because then you're just going to get shit on by everybody. So these are fat, proud, proud to be fat women. So yeah, these are the type of women that are like, uh, look at that skinny bitch. Yeah, let's go kick her ass. Let's go yeah. kick her ass. So you want to drop the fucking drumstick before you start, start <laughs> yeah. talking shit? They're the ones who like anytime they see a girl's not fat, they claim they call her anorexic and right, unhealthy right. and shit like that. I don't know. You gotta like if you're that large, you gotta have something. You gotta have some kind of you know tools in your toolbox, some kind of weapon to come back with. So they come back with all that shit. Now the fact is, somebody knocked her up. <laughs> poor, poor dude knocked her up. She's like six months, seven months, eight months pregnant. She's been posting like every other celebrity model who feels the need to show off their gestational process, their bare, their, their fetus and their belly. But those old ladies, all those Victoria's Secret models, they all look amazing, right? So they, they look amazing, but they got a fucking fetus in their belly. So guys are still checking them out and saying nice things about them. This girl, this large lady, is posting photos, and, and nobody believes she's pregnant because you can't see the baby because she's so fucking fat. <laughs> Uh, and it's really bothered her because she wants to be just like those other models and say like, oh, everyone say, oh my God, your baby's so pretty. You look so beautiful and all stuff like that. But literally you cannot see the baby through the fat. So I don't know. I mean, they're, yeah, they're trolls and being mean, but what are you supposed to say when you can't see the fucking baby? 
Um, she's really upset about it. She's been going on rants on social media saying, my, I'm just as healthy as everybody else. My baby's just as healthy and beautiful. Just because you can't see my baby bump you know, through my fucking fat rolls doesn't mean it's not beautiful. There's no way that's true. But then she came with the claim that I'm just, it's just as healthy. My baby's, you know, whatever. My pregnancy is just as healthy as these skinny bitches, right? So being too thin is possible, but there's no way to be too fat. Like that's not even a possibility. Well, there's, there's no way that being fat is healthy for your pregnancy. In fact, it just took a quick Google search to find that every single doctor and leading health organization says being that being obese is a real danger to pregnant. If it's to, dangerous for you as a grown person to be a hundred pounds overweight, it's most certainly dangerous for the baby inside. Yeah. It's I mean, unless you're considering sense. like say car accident, maybe you got a little more, a little more protected. Um, <laughs> you know, if someone punches you, if you're someone punched, going to punch your mom in the gut, you want it to be like a, a large lady, but barring those unusual circumstances, it turns out gestational diabetes and all these other shit that happens to women during can happen to women during pregnancies and have emergency cesareans and, all this other high blood pressure, you know, exceedingly high blood pressure, all these things that can happen to, that happen like to 2% of skinny women happen to like 50% of obese women when they give birth. So it is really actually really bad for the baby and dangerous for yourself. So in the very least, I mean, I know we've talked about this before. It's fine that you're accepting the, it's fine that you, the model are accepting the fact that you're super fat, but isn't it just a really unhealthy thing to promote that as a beautiful, as beautiful? Yeah. I mean, you're you're just not – I don't even understand her argument. I guess it's just like essentially it boils down to you can't judge um, or you don't, you don't know anything about the situation. It's like you're on Instagram. We can all see that you're way too fat. And that's, it's like a really simple thing. No one's – there's just nothing to really talk about. Anyone that's criticizing you is – completely within their right and yeah they don't they don't have to be mean about it and being mean doesn't the being mean is not the most effective way to get your point across i learned in third grade but they are still actually right and if the meanness causes you to actually not be so fat it's actually a good thing so i mean you're in it you've you've conned yourself you now these these large women have conned themselves in in, in in their positions which is that like they can't say that fat is unhealthy or unbeautiful because then it's shame. They're accepting the shaming. They're accepting the fact that they're giving into people who are shaming their bodies. Right. So now they have to be fat and they have to talk about how they have to do nothing about it and talk about how this is this status quo is a wonderful thing because otherwise they're admitting the fact that people who've been telling them they're too fat and they need to change and they, they're disgusting looking are right all along. Yeah, but it's just it's really easily debunked. I mean, if I was like Rihanna or something, what would be awesome is just start instead of posting. Dude, if you were Rihanna, we'd have people listening to this podcast. <laughs> like, don't post photos of your tits. Like, I want to see like your your metabolic numbers, like a little blood pressure, heart rate. Um, what's that? What's that trend we were talking about on Twitter where the, the sh- where the women are posting like all their physical results and stuff like that? Oh, this is already happening. Yeah, remember they're posting like all their workout their workout pictures, their hardcore workout pictures and stuff. Oh, okay. There's some trend last year, and then all the people were complaining about the fact they were posting their workout pictures. I just want I just want to see the the stats. You know, I want some proof that if you actually are as healthy as you say, then I want to see your, your blood pressure so we can verify this. It's the same idea I had with the porn series where you know. A lot of guys like they they like dumb chicks. So it's like a lot. Of, I thought you were gonna say fat chicks. A lot of dudes do like dumb chicks. Yeah, it's like show their SAT scores it's like before they while they're being fucked. Yeah, uh, and the lower the better. You mean? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Actually, yeah, I like that. Why not better. just ask them SAT questions while they're being fucked? Because yeah, you don't want to feel like we're losing a cancer cure on this porn <laughs> thing. No, you know? no, but, but it's I, more conscientious. Why not just combine that with like actually them taking their SATs? 
I, I'm sure there's some Japanese guys that would be off to that for sure. I'm just I'm getting kind of excited about that myself. <laughs> so we saw this other story about the radio about the fat girl in the radio station in Australia, and they were really upset that the, the their version of the Biggest Loser in Australia, the fitness, their Jillian Michaels, their fitness instructor, made a claim on, on their show on this morning talk show that she's never met. She's a physical. She's a trainer. And she's never met a a happy super fat woman. Right, right, right. And immediately, all all the, the women on the show who were fat came out and told stories about that. One woman told a story about how her child, her young son, came to her and said, "Mommy." Aren't you fat? And she said, "Yes, son, but I'm happy, and right. I have two arms and two legs and a brain that works, and I love you." And then they hugged and went to get. She got a scoop of ice cream uh, or five. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, "It's um, like, isn't this like we? You know, we used to be that women who were fat like were shamed, and women who were fat who were famous were always talking about all they talked about was losing weight, right? That was their whole. If they were comedians, they talked about losing weight. If they were serious actors, they talked about how they need to get healthy, all the stuff like that. And they never did." You know, I think Louis Anderson lost weight, right? They never did. And if they did, they weren't nearly as funny anymore. But they always talked about the fact they need to lose weight. That was part of their part of their common thing they talked about. Because I think they was an openly realized that like they weren't you're not supposed to be that fat. Yeah, actually, being fat and bragging about it would have been like a funny '80s comedian shtick. Yes. Yeah, it, it was be. like an Eddie Murphy movie where, you, where he's, what's his name, in the movie, and he's a fat, he's super fat guy. Yeah, and they're cool with it. But that God, was a movie. Was a, that was The like, Clumps. The Clumps, yes. The Clumps. Yeah, that was a 90s movie. I'm surprised you remember that, that more. Yeah, that I usually reason, go for that shit reason of a movie. <laughs> but yeah, that wasn't that long ago that we were making fun of, well, we used to make fun of gay people, but now we were making fun of fat people. And now you can't do that anymore because fat is beautiful. But it's not. Really, fat is not beautiful, is it, Matt? No, I remember that movie getting criticized way back in the in the 90s because it was showing him crying about being fat and yes. and it was essentially the same thing and the Austin Powers a fat bastard character yes, I love that and it was bastard. like well that's making fat people uncomfortable and it's like that that was probably the change that was probably right about the time we changed right cuz before that you could make fun of fat people all you wanted you know it was just like the fat guy had to be the asinine character on every show the fat guy was always a comic relief on every show. You made fun of the fat guy. I don't guy. think you need to make fun of fat people. I think that you should be able to, just like you can make fun of anybody. But, um, you know, being fat, I don't know when it became in vogue. a great idea. Yeah, it's not. Probably around the time that everyone started getting fat. I think that's called kind of narcissism, you know? Yeah. Are you thinking what I'm thinking right now, that uh, if her baby dies, that will teach her a lesson? I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... <laughs> Is that what she needs as a wake-up call, Matt? A stillborn to get loose and drop some. You're getting very morbid with the show today. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if if, you, if I can get you to agree with me. Uh, well, look, she is insanely she is insanely fat. She wears almost no clothes in her in her photos. Um, I would still probably consider her on Saturday night, but I would still like to, like her to lose lose some weight if she could a little bit. That's all I'm asking. We I think this idea that everybody is I'm okay, you're okay has some consequences to it, right? This idea that no behavior is immoral or no actions are should be judged, there are some negative societal and personal consequences to that, is there not? Yeah. I mean, it sounds yes, great. Yeah. It sounds great. But there is some like, you if know. If you want to expound on the virtues of being obese, I would, and first of all, no one's saying that the goal of life is to live as long as you want, as you can, because then, you know, I wouldn't even be here today. I wouldn't have left the house. You know, no one would ever drink a beer. No one would ever uh, smoke a cigar, et cetera, That's et cetera. You mentioned all the things I love. No one would ever be in the, the gym. But to act like this isn't detrimental to your health, 
I just want to start seeing some numbers. If you want to make that claim, I would like to know your resting heart rate because I guarantee it's uh, right <laughs> around Lamar's. 200, 200, resting heart rate, 227. 250 when she spies a cheesecake. Okay, that was my last fat joke. I'm done. Uh, Matt, let me ask you, uh, for I should you not segment this week, uh, you have brought in a story about Cheryl Burke, uh, who I guarantee you did not know who she was before you read the story. No. Um, I didn't know I knew who she was. She's a Dancing with the Stars, a veteran member of all 87,000 seasons of Dancing with the Stars. Somehow ballroom dancing, I don't understand this at all. Ballroom dancing is a big thing. Uh, I know it's mostly for women, but there's guys into it too. I don't know how ballroom dancing became a big thing. Like, there's these trends you notice like in sports or in... You know, in entertainment, they become big things, and you have no idea how that happened. Yeah. Like, you kind of turn around 10 years later, and something's big. Ballroom dancing is enormous. I don't know why. Outside of the show? Well, it's one of their highest-rated shows on ABC. It's watched by – it's their largest audience TV show they have. Right. So it has a large draw. You think, okay, maybe that's a Bravo small show. No, it's a huge show on ABC. And the stars they get, by the way, are not big stars. Well, could you get those same celebrities together and watch them play cornhole? Would it draw the same numbers? No, I don't know what cornhole is, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to guess no. People love this, – the show's in Britain. It's another place they love to watch people ballroom dance. It's a big thing. I think they just like the costumes. Yeah, but that's part of it. The sparkle, the glitter, the whole gay part about it. Yeah. And the, and the judges, like, applauding like seals. Well, no one's like watching that. it like they're watching a game going, like, oh, nice pivot. Nice no, spin. but the celebrities aren't even big celebrities. They're getting D-list celebrities. They're still drawing huge audience, and they're making a shitload of money off this thing. Uh, and Cheryl Burke, Burke, in your story, uh, she claims they asked her in an interview on a podcast. I don't know who the fuck would go on a podcast. They asked her who her least favorite dance partner ever was. And she said, Ian Ziering, and that he was so horrible, she was become suicidal. So let me ask you this, Matt, in your story about Cheryl Burke, uh, have you ever wanted to kill yourself because you worked with somebody who was annoying? Don't, no, I would don't look say at, don't look at me. might have an underlying issue if that was the case. Um, Ian Ziering, yeah, I'm sure he was kind of a dick. There's yeah, but guys do like people that. understand what real work is like, that when you actually have a job, you're going to have annoying people the way you work. So you did she with. mean, like, is she piggybacking on this whole suicide thing being cool? Because it's kind of like the James Franco thing with sex. Like, it, uh, it's just a, a thing to talk about. It gives you some uh, sympathetic. It gets your headline. It plays the media for sure. And she, she, retra- she retracted. Later on, she re- by the way, she, later on, this is the weirdest thing about Hollywood people. When they retract shit. The retractions never really go very well because they're not inter- they're not super intelligent people. So she retracted right after she made the comment about suicide. People said that's ridiculous. You shouldn't mention suicide. It's a real issue. It's a real public health issue and all this stuff. And she immediately retracted and said, "I am aware of this. And I, I really apologize because I have numerous family and friends who have dealt with suicide. You know, being suicidal." Oh. I thought, like, why? Why? Wow. <laughs> how many how many family and friends do you have that want to kill themselves? And it's, isn't that starting to say? Isn't that starting to say something about you? Perhaps maybe it's big in the ballroom dancing field. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I don't know who has multiple friends and family members that are trying to kill themselves. It's well, not, it's not that common. Again, I think we gotta. We just need a few more words. I thought we had plenty of words, but you know, being suicidal. Like if you're just sitting around being like, uh, I wonder what that would be like. You know, like <laughs> just how would that day go? Would I? What kind of gun would I get? Would I put it in the mouth on the temple? Isn't that different than actually planning on doing it? Yeah, or different than like I was working on the Stairmaster and I was kind of distraught yeah. <laughs> thinking about having to go to work the next day. <laughs> There's a difference. There's a big difference between, yeah, between actually like thinking about ending your life and purchasing a weapon or some means of killing yourself and writing a note to everybody goodbye 
and just not being able to drink down your pressed juice that morning because you have a tough day day ahead of you at the office. I mean, it probably is not an easy job, especially... I don't know if Ian Zeering is actually a dick. The fact that he calls himself Ian, I would think, <laughs> is a possible. That's a bad sign. But she said. So what? She, what she said was two things. One, he calls himself Ian, which is annoying, but doesn't necessarily make you want to kill yourself. Oh, she actually said that was yes. Her. She okay, well, she, if that's one of her bullet points, I, I rescind that. He's probably not a bad guy. If that's the worst thing he's done. Well, then she said he was very uh, hard. He was hard to work with. He's very serious and he's very a little overbearing. And I'm like, okay, I get that. He probably is, and he's maybe he's hyper-competitive and ballroom dancing for whatever reason. <laughs> but these are, again, this is strikes me as people who don't have real jobs and don't understand that when you have a real job, you're going to work with some people who are overbearing assholes. Yeah. And that's just part of most everybody's life, their daily life every day, is they have to go to work and someone at work, either their boss, hopefully not their boss, or coworkers are just going to be an asshole. And that's just sort of, you don't kill yourself over, you don't kill Especially yourself Especially when your that. job is centered around competition. It's literally called competitive dancing. Like, if yes. you want to go work at a soup kitchen, probably much less of that. Yes. And these are ballroom dancers, by the way. And I don't know what, like, the first, if you think about the ballroom dancing career path, <laughs> the very best job you can get is being on Dancing with the Stars. You get a six-figure, you get a six-figure salary. You have two seasons a year. You film for like eight weeks or something like that. Yeah, that's a pretty good gig. The next best ballroom dancing job is teaching seniors how to rumba <laughs> on the Princess Cruise Lines for like fifteen bucks an hour. So and you're and you're you're down in, down in steerage on the boat like where all the norovirus is stored on those uh, Disney ships. Yeah, it's not a great. You may as well be a poet at that point. Yeah, there aren't a lot of options to make money as a ballroom dancer. You can give lessons to dudes like in Van Nuys, like Spanish dance, Spanish dancing, uh, or you can be on Dancing with the Stars, which is the premier gig. And so occasionally, I guess, when you grow up as a dancer, or you know actors are the same way, and you're around people who are like intense but not into the art, they get really offended by that. Right. Like what you and I would call normal people at work, they get really offended that people aren't really up and excited and, and, and uh, you know, elated about dancing or about acting or about the craft or things like that. And they're obviously like, super resentful of the celebrities getting all the attention for the dancing when yes. they're just holding their hands, basically. Yes. And they have the fucking corns on their feet and all the blisters and all the other shit. I don't know. I watch, I watch, uh, what was that? 80s movie reference, Matt. Uh, Girl, Steel Town Girl. <laughs> working. I don't know. Flash dance. Flash dance. Yes. Flash <laughs> dance. She had to dance until her feet bled or whatever the hell happened because she was a, a you know a professional dancer and she worked so hard her feet bled. That's that what you the, have to go through. The Whitney Houston, the private dancer song? No, that was uh, – Flash dance was uh, Jennifer Beals in the, in the 80s when she was like 19 and super hot. And she was like a – she worked at the fa- a steel factory by day. By night, she was a dancer. Huh. Like a serious dancer, but she was never accepted by the girls from the other side of the track because she was a blue collar. So, I oh, in the dancing she... community, yes, this is the girl who laid in the chair and pulled the water on top of herself, like the dramatic pose where the water falls on her. And she was a stripper; she had to strip to make ends meet, but she was really a good dancer, like all strippers are. Oh, right, that's how that whole myth about strippers. Uh, did she work herself through college too? Or? Yeah, well, dance college. She paid for her dance lessons. Well, and she lived in, a, and she was an incredibly uh, hardworking uh, blue collar steelworker who lived in a loft that must have cost fifty grand, fifty grand a month, like in every movie. So now she lived in an amazing loft. What's the allure of the strippers and then saying that they're working their way through college? Like, I, you're still get, blowing people for two hundred dollars. Like, I just assume it's a way to get money, more money out of people, isn't it? Get more Tubmans out of them. Oh, I thought it was for guys that like felt bad. They're like, oh, well, if you're doing this to buy like a Porsche, you're kind of a weirdo. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think they just do it to get more money out. It's just a story to tell guys. Oh, okay. Either that or they have a daughter. They have a daughter at home. And I go on the record like I, I just don't really care. 
you're no. a stranger blowing me for two hundred dollars. Like I could really give a fuck less what you do with it. Uh, well, I, you know what? I like a good sympathy story when I'm getting blown when I'm paying for, <laughs> for a blowjob. I like your brother. Just a daughter at home who's waiting at home, a latchkey kid. I need to give, give her. She needs new shoes. I want that's the that's the kind of girl. Then why don't you just give her the two hundred dollars? She has to blow well, no, your I, disgusting. I'm fucking horny. Man. I, I, can, I pay two hundred dollars for a sad story. A sad story and a blowjob. I'll pay two hundred dollars for. Like it's like a hang basket. Go buy weed and, and a fondle. So essentially, you're a hero by letting her blow you at that point. Yes, of without, course. Without yeah, well, your like, patronage. If I'm willing to accept, if I'm willing to buy into the fact that she says I'm the most attractive guy in the entire <laughs> place, <laughs> then I want to hear the sob story. You know, like strip clubs. The minute you enter strip clubs, it's all about lies. Everything, everything that happens from the minute you walk in the door yeah. is a lie. Yeah. So you have to you have to accept the fact you have to buy into the fact that it's you know it's a, what a strip club called Honest Abe's. No, you go yeah. in and there's you know I feel like I need a hit. Yeah, right. they're like you're fat. I'll blow you for my heroin money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that place. I want Cheetos where they lie to me. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. Uh, Cheryl Burke, just shut up. I mean, look, these people are so people in this entertainment bubble are so spoiled that when they come across like what is a real world situation. They would announce they're going to kill themselves over. Yeah. So, and also, please, someone investigate the fact that she has multiple family members and friends who are suicidal. Because it sounds that sounds like a not like a little blue dot, like a little like leukemia anomaly they find when they uh, find the wa- dirty water. Yeah, that's a good point. There might be something going on. And anytime you're suicidal, by the way, go uh, see someone professional, not a writer or Ellen or someone doing a, a piece for E. You really, you got to get that checked out and looked at for real. Yeah, don't come back to Ellen. By the way, if Ellen asks you to come back to her house to talk about your suicideness, <laughs> don't do it if you're a hot chick. That's bad news. Hi, Matt. I know you want to know uh, for our final segment this week, what has my panties in a bunch? And I was totally going to talk about Donald Trump and the fact that uh, he is, keeps importing foreign models to work for his modeling agency on, the, on H-1B visas, even though he's complaining about the fact that we're losing American jobs. But forget about that, because today <laughs> Prince died. Prince died earlier today. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed wall-to-wall coverage on every single news channel uh, since Prince died. Um, and I don't, I don't put Prince. Prince is a, has a huge musical legacy. I don't put him in the same category as like John Lennon. And John Lennon was, you know, a Beatle and also had his political and social movement. And also he was shot outside his apartment building. So that was like a huge day when John, John Lennon died. Right. Prince actually died of some sort of immune complication. He had flu-like symptoms and passed away. Um, it wasn't necessarily tragic. It wasn't unexpected necessarily, um, although no one knew he was dying. People thought he was there's something going on with him. Um, but some of the news is covering every single day. Here's what bothers me. I know you, we already discussed this. You're not a huge Prince fan. Um, I was a big Prince fan, not of his music per se, but of just his crap. Like, to me, in pop music, when you actually guy, have a guy who's actually talented, a musically talented guy working in popular music, yeah. he stands out like nothing else. So you're saying you just respect the fact that he could do things. I respect the fact that he was actually a musician in the music industry yeah, I respect when no one too. else around him was. So, by the way, so his Purple Rain album went in, was another 80s, went to like number two on the Billboard chart. Number one was Wham. He could never pass Wham. That was George Michael and the other dude no one remembers uh, singing over like a pre-recorded track because they were really good-looking homosexual guys, right? Uh, They had no musical talent whatsoever. Uh, They could sing a little bit from childhood like music lessons. And then you have Prince who's writing his own music, composing, playing his own own instruments, is tapped into some huge thing in like the market that bridges like demographics and women and men and black and white and gay and straight and talking about shit like nobody was talking about. Um, and he was only number two. 
So the thing that bothers me then when Prince dies, this happens when any celebrity dies. The minute a celebrity dies, now you have to go on Facebook and find a photo of you and the celebrity or some story or on Twitter and yeah. post like that time. like Some banal anecdote. I was in line with him at yes. the concession stand to get a Coke and he seemed like a good dude. Like, yeah, that happened with Bowie. Up. I went to a Bowie concert. He looked right at me and told me, you keep keep on working at fucking your barista job. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll do, you'll do well. When someone dies, someone has to post a story about themselves. Maybe it's their aunt. Their aunt used to used to collect his mail. Someone and, told me a comedian, I, I can't remember his name. I don't want to take credit for it, but that Facebook now is open mic for people that do eulogies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> It is. I mean, it's all it is. Like people, and, and by the way, it's not just the people doing it. Facebook is promoting it. Facebook, if you ever read like the news feed of Facebook, at least half the news feeds are someone died. And I'm not telling you that someone famous dies. Just like actor from 70 sitcom dies. <laughs> you know, so-and-so guy who like rescued, uh, you know, plane crash survivors in Sudan in 1982. You don't remember. Like he died. Right. Or he, he would, he was the worst. He would have been 102 today. I'm like what? <laughs> like, I don't it's ridiculous. They push that shit. And then what happens on, when someone like Prince dies, this really bo- this bothers me to no end. This has my panties at a bunch. Talented musical artist dies, and every single non-musical, non-talented musical artist insists on paying tribute and connecting themselves to Prince, yeah. like with hashtags like kindred spirits or two musicians, one heart, or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, like, it's just like that wouldn't happen like in any, like, you know, some guy who crapped out and never made the NBA if like some NBA player died, would not be able to go on Twitter and just like like me and me and Wilt Chamberlain like soulmates or whatever like we got the game or like rest in peace my 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 basketball brother or shit like that they just couldn't do it but the music artist Miley Cyrus whoever it is crappy music artist Justin Bieber of today like they know Prince was like really popular they know he was a famous music artist. And so they have to connect themselves to him when he dies. Right. And I keep thinking if he was alive today, even though he only weighed like 120 pounds and he was a fey, <laughs> a fey little dude, he'd probably just come and kick their ass, right? He just wouldn't put up with that shit. To me, it's one of the grossest things I see is people attaching something to someone else when they die. I mean, making it about you. And if you want to say rest in peace, or like whatever, we all get it. But to try and connect yourself essentially for a minor form of publicity yes. is exceptionally gross. It's like a humble death brag. It's yeah. just like, it's, it's great. It's gross because you know, it's one thing to try to connect yourself to somebody when they're alive and they at least can respond, but now they're dead and there's no way to respond. And then everyone goes like, Oh my God, like Miley Cyrus, you must be heartbroken today. Like why the fuck is Miley Cyrus heartbroken today? Yeah. Like, what about people that actually like, respected his music or that are into music or something like that yeah you don't put in your will like actually was not a fan of miley cyrus <laughs> no. at all no uh, maybe if he knew he was going to die he could have done shit like we that. we weren't best friends now the only th- the one thing i'll tell you is i blame uh, prince for is he actually he wrote Sinead o'connor's uh whatever the fucker song nothing was. compares nothing compares he wrote that for her um, it's his song. He wrote it for her and made her famous. And so we're not for Prince. We probably never would have heard of Sinead O'Connor. Uh, so that's the one thing I do blame him for. And also, I mean, all his, uh, the, the gay stuff, the heterosexual, like, like there are, in terms of accomplishments, being a scrawny, fey, black dude in Minnesota yeah. and still getting all the tail you want, female tail you want, is super fucking impressive. I, he banged a lot. He probably banged some dudes too, but he banged a lot of model looking women. Yeah. He was, and he, he was just like, I mean, he was a dude without music who would never would have got girls. Weird, sort of creepy, soft-spoken, sort of effeminate dude, like in like hooker like a, heels. Like, like a Dracula vibe to it's him. It's a whole like weird, I mean, it was beyond Bowie. It was like a whole very like gender nonspecific and, and 
the, the whisper voice and all that kind of crap. And yet he banged in the 80s and 90s, like a ton of good looking ladies. I think ladies. Bowie was doing like a character. I kind of pictured Prince sitting around watching football in like leather boots and fucking <laughs> so? scarves and he shit. Was a, he was like a socially, very socially awkward dude. Now they're saying now he had, uh, the reason he in- invented all these, you love cover stories. The reason he invented all these like wild gestic- gesticulating moves was because he's epileptic. He had epilepsy. Oh. So he invented these like, you know, always the way he moved was designed to cover his epileptic seizures. That he was oh, that's cool. Having. That's interesting. So, uh, so he was a good dude. Just let let him die. Like I said, I respect. I the actually guy. lost respect for him when he was came out against gay marriage, and it was like, oh yeah. <laughs> and I think the insinuation is I'm I'm not a gay guy. And I well, okay, maybe like, it's just a gay guy didn't want to get married. <laughs> like, but, hey, <laughs> I know a lot of I know a bunch of gay dudes who were not in favor of gay marriage. Because that they were they had they had boyfriends who were waiting for gay gay marriage to be legal, right? And they did not want. Well, I get that. Yeah, I think he was more on the Jehovah's Witness vibe of like, uh, you know, this might ruin our country. He had a he had a latter day uh, big Christian con- uh, conversion like the last fifteen twenty years. If you go back and look at all his interviews, he's talking about talking about God in almost every interview. Um, but he was still singing his he was still singing his, his song. I mean, every song he wrote was about sex. I think just the hubris sex. of that guy claiming to be straight was a little much for me. <laughs> He might have had a, he might have had a few encounters with guys. I don't think he was predatory though. But he, like I said, he ban- he had sex with a lot of good looking women. I mean, somehow he always had amazing looking women around. Uh, so Prince, stop it! Like I said, stop attaching yourself. So to he's going to be one of the first uh, straight straight guys that got AIDS from uh, fucking women. Or? Uh, no, Magic Johnson was the first totally straight guy to get AIDS. <laughs> Charlie Sheen the second. Uh, there have been other every every wife's husband who gave him his cover. Hank Basket didn't have a cover story, but you better have a cover story if you're married and you come home with the AIDS. Uh, I don't know if he died of AIDS. He had some sort of uh, immune compromise situation. He was 57. And I think he stopped fucking around like 20 years ago. So huh. if he had, he had it for a long time. Uh, I will miss you personally, Prince. You and me together in heaven. Uh, our music lasts. Our music lasts forever. Best friends. I once played the kazoo. I you played the kazoo in high school. I think we you had respected that. One of those necklaces where the heart is cut in half. The locket. The locket with the broken heart. Yeah. Now I'll never. Ha- I'll never have the other half of our locket. <laughs> That's the way it goes. All right, Matt. You have something you wish to pimp and promote for the show today. Uh, Matt, Sell yourself like a common street whore. I am on mattralston.net and on Twitter at Matt and Facebook. Uh, I'll be at the Hollywood Improv on Wednesday if anyone wants tickets. Wow. Will you be wearing basketball shorts and can people follow you if they come to your show? I will have a boner. You want to have a yes or no on that question? You, don't, no, you want no gray man on that? Yes, no. All right. For our sound engineer to the stars, Brian, this is Lex. Talk to you next week. Last Man on Earth. <laughs>